recorded live. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I thank God that it is morning, almost morning. In the city, it's almost morning in our lives. God is doing an awesome work, an incredible work. He's taking us from a mentality of being a slave to being free men. My last name, well, my grandfather's last name was Gresham. And I looked it up. And that name was given to freedmen. And those were African and Indian that were mixed, that were free. So I praise the Lord. We go from slavery to freedom. When we begin to understand who we are in Christ, what our identity is, and you know who Christ really is. Some of us have been raised with this image of Christ. And this idea of Christianity as being the only hope to keep us out of hell. And we've come to the place in our life that we're not necessarily repentant, but pitiful. You know, you have this image of, oh, I just got to have a Savior because if I don't have a Savior, I, I have all these other things. You've done all the things that you want to do. Then you come to this benevolent being that will take you any kind of way. And all of this is true. Don't get me wrong. We get there how we get there, and it's good that we do. And he is benevolent. He's loving. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. We have everlasting life with God. But what we don't get, that everlasting life starts at the time of your born-again experience. We have eternity with God. We have access to God, all of his provision. We are no longer whatever we were when we gave our life to the Lord. We're that, not that person anymore. But what trips us up? We go and sit next to the same people, drive home in the same car, live in the same house, have the same issues. And before you know it, Christianity becomes a good time on Sunday, a little less of a good time on Monday. If and on Wednesday night, if you go on Wednesday night for Bible study, less of a good time than Sunday because you usually don't have the choir singing to give you that feel-good feeling. So your life becomes a perpetual cycle of religious experiences. And even if you wanted to have a relationship, and I'm getting the image of the blonde Jesus with the big heart, and he's wearing white, he's got his hand raised. If you wanted to have a relationship with him, most of us couldn't even imagine it anyway. So here we are with an image of who we are, why we got saved, 
who the Savior is and who and what he's able to do. And we're left in this life, in this physical existence, until either we leave the earth or we go home. Leave the earth or Jesus comes, the second coming. Well, my friend, what I love about God is that's not the Christ that you prayed to. The Christ that saved you is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-existing God. He was in the beginning. He shall be forevermore. He is the living word, not just a sweet word but a powerful word, a transforming word, a two-edged sword word that cuts and divides what you thought about him, what you think in your mind with what he really says according to the Holy Spirit. So as we discipline ourselves, become disciples of the word, it is not just mere information. You see, it's a possibility to even study the word as information. There are people that do not know God that study Bible and biblical theory yet whose heart is far from it. We can live like that. How do we know that the word is having the impact, the influence on our life that it should? We go from slave mentality to freedom more and more every day. Every day wisdom is available. Every day the presence of God is available. Every day the opportunity to change and be transformed is available. Every day we get brand new mercies. Every day we get a chance to renew our mind. Every day. Every day we get an opportunity to take off the old man. Put on the new life. It's a brand new morning. God gives us signs of his nature. I'm going to give you a new morning. And you're going to know that you're going from night to day because the sun will rise in your life. And you will see it. And you will know that I'm a God of new beginnings. New hope, new opportunity. I don't just say it with the sun. I don't just decree it with the noon light. I decree it with new weeks, new months, new years, new opportunity to recalibrate to change. God is awesome. New, brand new beginning. Brand new beginning. God says he's the only one that can cause all things to work together for our good. 
He's the only one that can give us real hope when we feel hopeless. We serve a great God, a good God, an awesome God, a mighty God, a loving God, a kind God, a powerful God. Ah, I see this image. We have an image of a fake Jesus. And because he's not the all-powerful Savior, that died on the cross, but at resurrection life. So many of our gospels leave him hanging on the cross. He died on the cross for you. Yes, he did. He shed his blood for you. Yes, he did. But he also got up for you. He was also resurrected for you. Why? So you would get an understanding that all power was in his hand. And that he's just not giving you this opportunity to come and cry a little bit and go back to your vomit. I don't know. Okay. To cry a little bit, but he's there to give you the key that he took back from the enemy. He went to the enemy's camp, and he took back what the devil stole from us, and he gave us the key. We need to use our keys. Use our keys to unlock the blessing. Use our keys to unlock the anointing, the deutimous power that the enemy has been setting on because we didn't have access to Keys to life, deliverance, peace, joy, happiness. Keys. Keys that would unlock lives. Keys that make death. Powerless over us. We should be fearless warriors. Why? Because we have nothing in this world to keep us bound. We're not slaves to this world anymore. We're free. Father God, help us get a revelation of freedom. Get a revelation of what the blood of Jesus purchased for us. Oh, Daddy God, hallelujah, we are your children. We are your sons. We are recreated in Christ Jesus, Father God. You're all the while at work in us, both the will and to do of your good pleasure. Therefore, Daddy, we keep ourselves in love and light, and the wicked one touches us not. We make a decisive decision to present our bodies for living sacrifice. We have a decision to make, say. We choose, we choose. When you're free, it's your choice. We choose resurrection life. 
We choose dutiless power. We choose to walk uprightly before you, Daddy, all the days of our life. We choose the atmosphere. Hallelujah. We choose divine health. We choose prosperity, God. Poverty is not our portion. We're not afraid we're going to get up hungry. We're not afraid that we're going to lose everything, God. We're not afraid that poverty is on the other side of retirement. We're not afraid of going backwards. We're not afraid that we're going to live like we lived before we met you, God, or the way our parents lived or our grandparents or great-grandparents. Why? Because even if they were free, if they didn't live free, they didn't set the example of what freedom looks like. Daddy God, today we choose freedom. We choose freedom. He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Free to be whole, free to be delivered, free to really be happy, not just sing a song on the downside of manic depression, but freedom, God, and happiness to be envied by the world. We're so busy trying to be like the world and sing the world song. We've got a song that even angels can't sing. We have a freedom and a liberty that no other created being has. We are the sons of God. And if we're sons, we should look like Jesus, walk like Jesus, talk like Jesus. But we're so busy trying to be babies, God help us. Help us, Father. Help us, Father. We've made a decision. We want to come into maturity. And we want to help other people be maturity, be mature. We decree that overflowing life is a place where the saints of God come into maturity. doesn't matter what we were, what it looked like. It only matters what is. Christ in us, he is the hope of glory. In us. As we go about our day, Father, I thank you that we are reminded that we are made in your image and likeness. The same power that rose Jesus from the dead dwells in us. It quickens us. It quickens our physical body. Everywhere in our body where there's death, we receive resurrection power. We decree every dead thing is brought back to life in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Every dead thing is brought back to life. In Jesus' name, we receive it, God. We receive dutamus. We receive power. We receive anointing. 
to walk out this life 365 days of the year, 24-7, even in our sleep, Daddy. Father, we decree peace, peace where there is no peace. We decree and we speak to the storms. We speak to the, the winds and we declare peace in the name of Jesus. Be still everywhere in our life, everywhere in our sphere of influence. Our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We decree peace in our homes. Peace in our atmosphere. Peace. Peace is our portion. Peace in our finances. Father God, I praise you and I thank you that this is the year for financial blessings. And where the enemy would threaten us for lack, Father, I thank you for witty ideas. I thank you for new businesses. Father, I thank you for the new vision that you're giving my husband. Fresh revelation. Not just to build the church. But, Father, I decree that we will be so wealthy. that we will finance the gospel of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Father God, that wealth comes to us, not just from an offering, God. We thank you for the businesses with an S. We thank you for expansion, God. We thank you, Father, that everywhere there's been a slave mentality that we haven't realized how to use our resources so that they would be multiplied to advance the kingdom of God. And we sit back and we wonder, where is God in our finances? And he's busy giving us resources. And we're eating it up, we're driving it, we're wearing it. We're painting it on and we're doing all measure of things. We keep funding poverty. So not only are we kept poor, but our children and our children's children are held in poverty. Father, deliver us. Some of us have codependent relationships with our children. Because they're the only source of any kind of love that we have. I see the fruit of that mentality in my own lineage, and it destroys everyone because it violates human freedom. Father, help us understand children are not born to be our possession. We are servants to train them. But when training time is over, even a bird knows you've got to know how to fly. A mother bird, if she's fed you and done all the things she's supposed to do, and she kicks you out of the nest and you can't fly. I watched some geese. She was long-suffering 
calling for her newborn. There was five of them, four came quickly. She walked around and around this house calling for her baby, her last baby. But when that baby didn't come, she took the four and she walked off. Finally, the fifth one came off the roof. (laughs) That's a story in and of itself. But he had to catch up because mothers and the other siblings was making their way to food and water. Father God, help us as human beings to understand your basic principles. Father God, help us to train up our children in the way they should go so that when they're old, they'll not depart from it. Father God, some of us protect our children. And we think we're helping them. But everybody becomes codependent. Not only does the bird not fly, but the parents can't fly either because they're tethered to the child. And they raise up codependent children. And their children's children are codependent. And everyone stays in bondage. Father, help us learn not to raise slaves, but raise free people in our home, in our church. Father, every ungodly soul tie to a family member, a person in the church that keeps us in a place where we can't fly and they can't fly either, where everybody's waiting on something, when you have already given us everything. It's sad to see someone in old age that's been tethered to a person, can't find their way without somebody else. Sometimes there are reasons that this happens. Father God, help us to raise up free people that know who they are and know who Jesus is, who have an identity of who they are in their capacity, who are strong and able 
who have sound minds. God, you didn't give us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Yet, we hold on to philosophies and doctrines that are based solely on keeping us. in a low place. Father God, help us learn how to work and build and have a sense of entitlement. We bow to those that feel entitled to have slaves. Yet you have given us the capacity to build great works. Father, we bind and we come against every spirit of sabotage and confusion that's been sent against us. In my life, if nobody else can receive this, all the things that come at me on a daily basis to try to make me feel like things will never change. I come out of agreement with every threat of the adversary. I come out of agreement with every word spoken over my life that does not line up with who you say I am, Jesus. Father God, this time I'm not going around the mountain. I'm crossing over into that promises that you ordained for me. Father God, I decree that I know who I am. And I know who you are. And people that know their God will do great exploits. Not only will I do it in my natural, in my own ability that you have given me, but Father God, I will sow seed, I will plant, and I will water according to the Spirit of God. Whatever my portion is, in the life of those that you sin. But, Father God, I will not create ungodly unions with people. Forgive me, Daddy, for every way in which I have denied Christ in relationship with other people. As a leader, before I was a leader, everywhere in which I have allowed others to chain me, and pull me away, drag me into bondage again. Father God, help us not be comfortable with bondage. We have the mind of Christ. We have your thought, your feeling. Father God, where there's low self-esteem, we esteem you highly. And if we esteem you highly and we're made in your image, guess what, Daddy? We esteem ourselves highly. We're new creatures. Father God, I pray this for my church family. I pray this for my biological family, specifically for my son and some things that God is doing in his life right now. Let him see who he is. Let us see who we are. We're not riding the back of the bus. We're not waiting for Martin Luther King to come along to tell us we don't have to sit back there anymore. We're not waiting 
on the Emancipation Proclamation. We're not waiting on 40 acres and a mule. We have received dudamus. We have received power. We're not illiterate. Granddaddy and grandma and auntie Nim struggled. They didn't have what we have. If we don't understand the concept, we Google it. We do a search on it. And yeah, we may have to sift through some garbage to make sure we're getting the truth. But Father God, there are no excuses, and there will be no excuses for this generation. To whom much is given, much is required. Prior generations did church the way they were taught. Father God, break off all old methodologies that does not give you glory. And Father God, keep us from getting into foolishness that does not bring you glory. Give us your mind regarding ministry in the church, in our community, in our homes. Show us how, Father, to approach people and to be approachable. Jesus was approachable. He was touchable. People followed him to the point of hunger. Father God, give us the presence. No, I'm sorry, Daddy. Father, we have the presence. We have the same anointing. We have the same capacity. We decrease that the Spirit of God would increase in our lives. So every ball and chain that we've been dragging around Break it off our lives. Every spirit of heaviness, every spirit of slumber, every spirit of premature aging, Break it off our lives, God. Our meat is to do your will, to do the will of him that has sent us into the earth. And we can't do it tethered to no way of thinking. tethered to the confusion and dysfunction. Tethered to other men's approval and other men's opinion. Tethered to control and manipulation. Tethered to selfishness, 
We just want it our way the way we want it. And if it's not the way we want it, then we get upset. Father, let us use our emotions. Let us use all that we are to advance the kingdom of God in our life and in the life of those around us. Father God, some of us have had a lot of disappointment. But the truth of the matter And even in my own life, so, you know, I've been looking at disappointing things that have happened. But when you peel back disappointment, you will find at the root of it was a desire for something, some situation, Somebody. That somehow in the midst of this, your affections were misplaced. Not all things are sin, but there are things that are not profitable. Desires outside of what you and God have agreed on or what God has for your life. Tends to hurt a lot when they go unfulfilled. Father, we've had an image of ourselves that have brought us much heartache. We've had an image of you that has brought us heartache. That have caused us to make decisions and ending up in places where our heart hurts. And we don't see a way of escape. But God, you heal the brokenhearted. And you've made a way of escape for us. This morning we receive your healing. Whatever it takes, God. Father God, the places where it hurts, it's nothing like waking up in the morning And by the world's system, feeling like you failed, Father God, I praise you and I thank you this morning to bring healing in those areas for us individually for all those that are in our body. Redeem time. Bring healing and contentment. Show us how to walk this out, God. Releasing our past, truly. Receiving what you have for us. Receiving godly contentment in some areas. We can't see our tomorrow, 
because of anger and frustration over where we are today. And we worry even the more because we don't want to make another mistake. Father, the worry is mistake number one. For you said for us to cast all our cares on you. Why? Because you know that our bodies are not created to handle stress. Father, I thank you for Dr. Fear Not. Because prophetically, her, her name spoke. Fear not, for you are with me, God. Fear not. God has not given you a spirit of fear. Even when you look at the things around you, fear not. Fear not what tomorrow is going to bring. Fear not. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Fear not. Jesus is our hope, and he is a present help. Fear not, for God is with you everywhere you go. Fear not, I have not seen nor ear heard nor entered into the heart of man what Abba has in store for his children. Fear not, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Fear not, for I am with you. My rod and my staff, they comfort you. Fear not, even in the presence of your enemy. I've spread a table of blessing and opportunity for you. Fear not, your cup runs over. You have more than enough. Fear not, your days of lack are over. Draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. Fear not. Fear not, for I am with you. Fear not, I will keep you. Fear not, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness, says God. Fear not. I am your father. God, we thank you. Fear not. I am the good shepherd. I will lead you into green pastures. Fear not. For I am with you. I am Jehovah. I am the I am that I am. Fear not. I will withhold no good thing for my children. Fear not. If I told you, I will do it. Fear not. If you're willing and obedient. You will eat the good of the land. Fear not. I have withheld a blessing for you. Fear not. And I'm reminded in this if we are willing and obedient, we will eat the good of the land. Father, everywhere that there is starvation, everywhere that the good of the land is not our portion, it's an indication that we have not been willing to not fear. 
We have not been willing to change our mind. Help us, Lord. We thank you for the power, the help that's already present. Fear not. God has not given you a spirit of fear. Why do we fear obeying God? If we know who he is and we have the right image of his love for us, why do we yet fear him to the point that we're not willing and obedient? The reason I know there are areas that are not submitted to God, even in my own life. I don't see the good of the land. So, Father God, for some of us, we need to get back to Lesson 101. Show us what it is that we refuse to let go of. What fear? Fear not the spirit of, fear not failure. Fear not success. Fear not embarrassment, inadequacy. Fear not making a mistake. Your mistake is fearfulness. If there's any mistake at all, Father, we receive love everywhere there's fear. But ultimately, Father, you are loved. So everywhere, perfect love has cast out all fear. We receive that perfect love in Jesus' name. We fear not. But we fear you, God. Thank you for your presence this morning. Are there any prayer requests on the line this morning? Is there anyone that wants to share? in prayer this morning. All right. Father God, as we close today, we thank you for the awesome blessing to be born in this country. Father, today we choose to take advantage of every opportunity that's been afforded us. Show us all of the open doors that you have for us. We focus on the doors that you have opened, not on the ones that you have closed. And some things are simply a decision. 
We won't walk in fear anymore, God. But love and power and a sound mind. For our country, God, we pray for President Barack Obama. And Father, even as he begins to exit the White House, he's beginning to have a voice in areas that many have asked, where has his voice been? But you know exactly what the man of peace has been sent to do. Father, we pray for his family. Lord, as they leave the White House, we pray for revival in their hearts. We pray, Father God, that a prophet of God be assigned to that family. Even as he continues his travels and speaking engagement that you would bring alongside of him a sound man and man I'm hearing man and woman of God sound father no flaky stuff I know you only give good gifts that have your ear that have your heart that would provide prophetic counsel for them and will show him how to navigate his faith and live as a man of God. Father, there's a lot of rumors that fly about who he is and who his wife is and all of these other things and why so many things have happened in our country. Father, we just pray for their salvation, their deliverance, and freedom from the oppressor. And Lord, as we enter this next election, now what I see I see a bunch of foolish people clamoring to be the president. That's what I see. And the top runner in the Republican Party exemplifies. Okay, God. Okay. Father, I pray for this election. And I ask, Father God, that a man a woman of God take their place in our White House. And I pray for revival in this country, even with all of the things that we've passed and do, we pray for revival in your church and in your people. Therefore, we will have revival in this country. These blessings we ask in the matchless name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, it's been a blessing to uh, share with you this morning, pray with you this morning. Believe God for your day. Believe God for your success. Believe God that for your freedom, we all walk in freedom. Show us, God, what freedom looks like. So until tomorrow, be blessed. Our number here is 724-444-7444. Call ID 138-768. You can always chat with us online through TalkShoe.com. You can look up call ID 138-768. And it will take you straight to our page. So be blessed. If you live in Indianapolis, Indiana, 
and you would like to attend a women's gathering Saturday, August 15th, 3170 North Baltimore Avenue. You're welcome to join us. It's a $10 registration fee. If you have any other questions, you can call 317-529-0117. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Talk to you soon.